This is Fast Fizz, shorter episodes on hot topics to listen on the go. Hi, just a quick Fast Fizz from me, Jane, and I wanted to touch on handling those sudden cravings, those sudden drink-now feelings that can strike from absolutely nowhere. They could be, especially in those early days of trying to moderate or cut out alcohol from your lifestyle, but even sneak up on you after weeks or even months of sober time, just like a little lightning bolt. Oh, drink would be good right now. Why don't you just have a drink? I just thought I'd share a couple of examples with you and methods and techniques that I've personally um, employed uh, and used just to, to move through those and because it's worth identifying. And I would say that's one of the main things. Personify it. Give it a name if need be. Make it into an awful black cloud or an ugly animal. Call that craving, call that voice, that addiction voice, that alcohol voice, the baddie. See it as an item, as an object, as a person. See it as an entity that you're dealing with. Some people find that really, really useful. And I remember in the early days, literally within the first sort of two weeks, I remember having a shower. It was Saturday night and thinking, really productive day, uh, really looking forward to getting into some comfies, relaxing this evening, enjoying family time. And I was totally building myself up to drink. And it struck me there in the shower. You want a drink. You deserve a drink, a nice cold drink. And it bothered me because I didn't want to drink. And I stood there in the shower. I remember this so clearly. I was washing my hair, just feeling that water going over me. And the craving was that big and that strong. I genuinely felt as though an invisible body had climbed into that shower and was stood next to me, between me and the wall. I felt squashed and crushed by the presence of this huge, strong craving. And I thought, I can't escape this. I can't avoid it. And I remember thinking, God, I really feel quite suffocated in this lovely space having a relaxing shower by the strength of the craving. And I got out and I I sort of told myself that. I thought about how strong the craving was and I shone light on it in my own mind. I didn't speak about it with anyone else, but I identified it in my head. I made a point of avoiding the kitchen. I didn't go there. Um, I think I literally watched the clock to spend the nice time with my family, but keeping a subtle eye on just get through another hour, get closer to bedtime uh, and went to bed early that night feeling sort of twitchy, but it passed. It did two hours later. I didn't feel the same as I did in that shower when the strength of the craving was incredibly high. By the time I went to bed, I had a small boost of euphoria like I did it. I didn't cave in. I'm going to bed still myself. I did not give in to that nasty, invisible presence that joined me so suddenly earlier on. And that's a great feeling to try and hold on to, for sure. Um, Another situation, I was sitting by the pool, again, only in the early weeks of um, sobriety. I think, what a beautiful setting. It's evening time, the sun's there, the kids are splashing. It's a, a lovely evening, there's music playing. And again, bang, glass of wine would be nice. And it annoyed me because I hadn't been drinking and I didn't want a glass of wine. And I had to sit there and think to myself, yeah, a glass of wine is what you have associated this situation with in the past. But guess what? It's never the one glass of wine. And I know people use this phrase, play the tape forwards. And that meant nothing to me for a very long time, by the way. And I think this is probably the first time I ever did that. I sat there and thought... But if I had a glass of wine now, and I imagined it, I thought if I brought the glass to my lips, if I sipped the liquid inside, if I drained the glass, which, by the way, would be in about 15 seconds, it wouldn't stop there. I know I could not stop that. I know I'll smash in the bottle. I know I'll go indoors and then move on to several large measures of spirits and write off the whole evening yet again. And once I sort of imagined the bottle of spirits and I 
and I realised that and I was truthful with myself, actually. I was able to, um, well, what do they call it? Urge the surf? No, surf the urge. Just to ride that one out and, and play it forwards. As I say, in the past, I could never even think about how I'm going to feel tomorrow because that's the future and I don't know and I'm only thinking about now, now, now. But that's the first time I really thought to myself, don't be silly. Yeah, you want that one glass of wine, but you know it's not one glass of wine. So stop being so silly. Open up a fizzy can of something else. You're probably just a bit thirsty and dehydrated, let's be honest. And these are just some of the things that I want to share, really. It's just a very quick, fast fizz. You know, I think once you cut alcohol out of your life, it can take some time to get used to just that lack of chaos and pace and stress. And sometimes we struggle to fill that window of time. You think, well, what what do I do in the evenings when all my chores are done and yet it's not bedtime? What do I do? And that's, I think, where people do take up journaling, for example, exercise, a fantastic outlet, physical outlet for that energy, jigsaw puzzling, reading, crocheting, any of these activities as an outlet. And that can take time, but you are allowed to do that. You can reward yourself with a hobby that you haven't done from a long time ago. You don't even have to be good at it, but you're allowed to fill the time with doing nice things for yourself and hook that onto reward and and ride it forwards. Just get used to the change of pace the, the chaos of alcohol and drinking and recovery day after day after day can just leave you feeling unsettled and it's okay for that to take a little bit of adjustment. That's absolutely normal. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that new time, that new bit of space and channel that, get creative and find an outlet for it as well as noticing and identifying and pointing big shiny lights. That is a craving. I don't actually want that drink my mind is playing games on me and however you've personified it as an animal or a, or a name or a black cloud, whatever that alcohol voice is, you're going to stand up to that, move it to one side, recognise what it is, it came to visit you, that's fine, it can come and visit, it can talk to you, but you don't always have to listen and you certainly don't need to act on it. Okay, good luck. <laughs> Enjoy. I hope it's helpful. That's what's really helped me and it was a very gradual thing. And, uh, and I know I benefit from hearing other experiences of dealing with those feelings that are so strong you feel there's no possible way you can stand up to them. But guess what? You really, really can. Thanks for listening to Fizz Free. Find us online on Facebook, YouTube, on X and Instagram, as well as most major streaming platforms. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, the email is fizzfree0, the number zero, at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us and to give us a like and a share to spread the word. Changing your relationship with alcohol. Less fizz, more free.